This is Chris Hislop from the Montana World Affairs Council, and this is What, So What, Now What, the international affairs webcast, where we connect you with a global expert on the issue of the day, and you become the expert in just five minutes. Today, I'm very pleased to have a good friend and colleague, Dr. Karen Adams from the University of Montana. Dr. Adams, welcome to the show. How are you? Great, thanks. Thanks for having me on, Chris. I'm so glad you could join us because all over the news, we've heard about the UN General Assembly. We saw that President Biden made an address there the other day and a lot Mm -hmm. going on in New York. I'm hoping you can tell our viewers a little bit about what this is and why it matters to us. Over to you. Wonderful. Thanks. My pleasure to do this. And I know you have lots of experience with the UN, 15 years at the UN, I think. So you may be able to answer some questions here as well. So I prepared a little um, slide presentation just to keep me on track. And um, let's see, is that, there we go. All right. So I, um, I'll start with your question of what is it? Well, we are talking here about the UN General Assembly General Debate. That's the formal name for what's going on. And it happens every fall around this time, around the fall equinox, the seasonal transition, um, you know, gets us to think about the important things in life and what we want to plan for our next next go around. And so this is the annual kickoff of UN operations. Um, It's also referred to as the high-level plenary meeting, a plenary meeting uh, refers to a meeting where all members are present, and so this is a mem- uh, This is a meeting of the General Assembly, which is the part of the UN where all 193 member states belong and have one vote, one equal vote on resolutions that become recommendations to the world, um, uh, and, you know, to the UN itself and to um, member states and associated organizations. And so at this high level meeting, uh, each head of state or foreign minister or ambassador from a country can give a speech. Uh, The speeches are all supposed to be within a certain time limit, but of course we're talking about sovereign states here. And so they often go a little bit over. There have been some uh, extremely long speeches in UN General Assembly history. Um, I noticed President Biden's speech was just over 30 minutes yesterday. So um, they go in a sort of random order and you can go on to the UN General Assembly website and you can watch the video of speeches that have already happened and they'll be live streaming them for a couple more days. So this year's theme is building resilience through hope. And of course, this is to respond to a lot of different issues, including COVID-19 and um, climate change, as well as human rights issues. And these are all issues that the UN works on. The meeting is held here in the UN General Assembly, really beautiful and iconic hall um, that I'm happy to say that I have been in several times because I am a faculty advisor for the Montana Model UN Conference. And before that, I was a faculty advisor for teams at, at Louisiana State and at Mills College. And so it's always inspiring to see the heads of state give their talks here in this beautiful hall. But of course, this year, because of COVID, Um, They're having a hybrid debate. Um, Let me just say, debate is sort of a, mm, maybe not quite the right word for this, because what it is is a series of speeches. There really isn't any actual debating in terms of what we might think of debate as a a free give and take back and forth. That's something that happens during the rest of the year 
in UN committee meetings. But at this meeting, each head of state is allowed to speak without interruption and without being asked follow-up questions or anything like that to recognize the state sovereignty. So because of hybrid, they are, you know, some member states are giving um, videoed speeches like uh, President Xi Jinping of China did. Um, others are going into the hall like President Biden did. And um, it's a, really something that this organization, which was started after World War II, in very different circumstances, you know, the Cold War was just beginning at that time, and um, communication technologies weren't very developed. Um, the economy was very di different at that time globally. And yet this organization has managed to make it to the 76th year. So I think I put that as my first so what. I think that's really important. Of course, we, you know, COVID-19 has been a huge challenge to states and to the UN. Um, you might think this is a bit trivial, but I think one of the most exciting things that happened so far at this year's um, UN General Assembly meeting is that the South Korean K-pop band, BTS, gave a talk at the preliminary event um, a couple days ago, and then they uh, videoed uh, their song called Permission to Dance. And I thought it was great for a couple reasons. One is that, um, as you know, you work with younger people, you know, with um, high school students and junior high students and also with college students. And, um, you know, our students are feeling um, a lot of pressure to, uh, to solve the problems that they know that their generation is going to be confronted with. And so I liked this, the spirit of this song that it was about, um, you know, having fun as well as taking the world seriously. And I also kind of like the, um, the parliamentary procedure dimension of asking permission. Um, and they're saying, you don't need permission to dance. You don't need to be called on before you can speak. I, I saw as sort of the subtext here. So of course, if you've seen in the news, there have been some discussion about the US's and China's major um, announcements. And these are the, the um, speeches that got the most attention because the US and China are roughly equal, great power uh, peers today. And so we care a lot about what both of these states are saying. And the US, of course, has changed its strategy in some significant ways since President Biden became president early this year. So this was significant for um, it being President Biden's first address. And um, he talked about how the U.S. is going to be focusing more on Indo-Pacific, which is sort of a euphemism for paying attention to what China is doing in the world. And then President Xi Jinping, in his speech, emphasized that from their point of view, the world is big enough for everybody. And then we should try to find ways to work together instead of to target one another. Um, frankly, though, I think the more important parts of their speeches were these announcements on climate where the U.S. has said it will double aid to developing countries for climate, and China made this very significant announcement that it will no longer build any new fire, uh, coal-fired power projects in other countries. Well, what's next? Three more days of speeches, a whole year of U.N. Um, events following up on these issues, this uh, very um, important question of will the world recognize Taliban, the Taliban government as a rightful holder of Afghanistan's seat at the UN. Of course, we have climate change talks coming up in November in Scotland, and that's probably the most important event of the year for really making change on this climate issue. If you're interested in getting involved, you can go to UN Get Involved. There's a lot of different ways that people of all ages can get involved. And I just want to end with my comment that I find BTS's dance 
and song really inspiring. We don't need permission to get involved. We can get involved through the UN directly. There's a youth assembly that's affiliated with the UN. And of course, there's all sorts of nonprofit organizations uh, where we can get involved and make a difference on these global issues. Thank you, Chris. I love that, Dr. Adams. Thank you so much for entering on that high note. Couldn't agree more. And thanks to BTS for bringing K-pop right into the heart of uh, Midtown Manhattan. Thanks so much for sharing your views on the UN General Assembly. And thank you um, to our uh, very important sponsors for this program, the Dennis and Phyllis Washington Foundation, Allegiance, and Stockman Bank, who help us bring this and many other programs to you. Until our next show, which is tomorrow, where we'll be talking with a representative of Survival International on Indigenous Rights in South America, I hope to see you then. These are all posted on YouTube if you want to go back and have a look. Dr. Adams, thanks again. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Thank you.